0: Well, there you go. That uh, last little tidbit there at the end of the update. That's, I think, the worst news of it all. The coronavirus is going to prevent all of us from seeing Joe Milton and Dylan McCaffrey duke it out in the spring game, go drive for drive and see which quarterback looks a little bit better. Or would it be Caden McNamara, the, uh, the, the, the third guy on the quarterback depth chart? It's amazing that I can name three Michigan quarterbacks. I don't know how that's possible. Uh, it's Bogdan Wojo. Woj is, I actually believe, as, as we speak, en route to Indianapolis to cover the Big Ten tournament, to which I say, what is the Big Ten conference doing? Uh, you've clearly been listening all day. I, I can at least, uh, you know, rehash everything that has come out o- over the last several hours. But the NCAA and really it was Mark Emmer uh, in the statement that he released saying, hey, this was my call. Uh, we are just simply not going to allow the general public, not allow fans to attend uh, any of these NCAA tournament games, and it's going to be bizarre. I mean, you know, I was reading—I uh, think it was Dan Wolken uh, from USA Today, his column about how NCAA needs to do the right thing and cancel the NCAA tournament. And I remember last night, I was—I was, I was kind of laughing. I'm like, no, there's there's no way they're going to cancel the tournament, okay? It did start to look like it was trending in the way of, all right, fans aren't going to be allowed to attend, but there's a difference between thinking that's going to happen and it actually happening and reading the statement. It's just, it's bizarre. And I want to make it clear. I mean, look, we're, we're supposed to have fun, you know, on this show, we're supposed to be entertaining. Uh, You know, we're supposed to, uh, you know, hopefully make people laugh a little bit. Obviously they made the right call. I mean, this has gotten completely out of hand and it's spreading state to state at a a rapid pace. We don't want to be in a position like Italy is in where literally they are, you know, forcing people to stay in their homes. They have spent weeks, uh, you know, with empty arenas, empty stadiums at sporting events. We don't want to have to to resort to that when it's too late. So I get why the NCAA is doing this. I I give them credit uh, for making it happen but let's also not give them too much credit they're still getting a bleep ton of money uh as a part of the uh the CBS uh, march madness deal so it's not like they're going to lose a ton it's really the venues that that are hosting these ncaa tournament games that are probably going to suffer the most uh the part timers you know that their work concessions or security that that unfortunately uh it's it's not great uh, for a lot of people but I guess my biggest question is, 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 and look, the phone number is 248-539-9797. What is the Big Ten Conference doing? And why has it gotten to this point where the NCAA comes out, you know, not long after the Big Ten says, yeah, we're going to, um, you know, just proceed, you know, on schedule. You know, everyone can attend. Uh, we're not going to make any alterations to the Big Ten tournament. And the NCAA shuts everything down. How is the Big Ten just doing this. What What is the Big Ten conferences motive to hold the Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis with fans? And to me, it looks like, outside looking in, like a total and complete money grab with zero regard for the potential health and well-being of the student-athletes that are going to be uh, you know, playing in that game. And I, I think that's negligent. I think it's wrong. Uh, and the Big Ten is going to have to answer for that, especially if s- cases end up being diagnosed, something ends up happening in the Indianapolis area, uh, the Big Ten is going to be liable. And that was something I, I read a piece from Dan, uh, not Dan Wolkin, uh Dan Wetzel last night as well. And he said, look, it's not just about you know the NCAA worrying or, or these conferences worrying about the disease spreading, and, you know, oh my gosh, what if this happens at an event? They're also worried about lawsuits that could come out of this. Like, there's a reason that, you know, this company, Intercom, is sending out email after email after email, uh, letting employees know, hey, make sure you're washing your hands. Uh, Essential travel, not going to be allowed. Uh, You know, this, 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 and this. Because they want to dot their I's and cross their T's. They they don't want an employee to come back and say, well, you sent me on this work trip, and uh, I ended up getting the corona, and I'm going to sue you. And that is really, I think, part of the major reason why the NCAA just simply said, "Yeah, we can't do that." I mean, that you expose yourself to potentially, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in lawsuits if people are attending your events. You go against, you know, what the CDC is advising, you know, what uh, medical professionals are advising in in not allowing fans at these events, but you do it anyway. Yeah, you're going to be screwed. So the NCAA, they did the smart thing. It it sucks. I mean, I. I'm not excited to sit down and watch the NCAA tournament with squeak, squeak, squeak. You know, I mean, look, I I realize the pistons are on our airwaves, but uh, you know, hearing the the squeak, squeak, squeak on a basketball game while you're driving around is not all that fun. That's all it's going to be for these NCAA tournament games, just totally ripping everyone from enjoying the atmosphere that comes with it, especially when it's a, a a team that's, you know, not very good and they're taking on a, a blue blood or a team that's better and they make a run, crowd gets into it, makes it fun. It will truly be bizarre, but do you think the NCAA got this right? Are, are you still somehow one of those people that believes, you know what, this is overblown, this is, this is, they've gone too far, and this is ridiculous? I'd love to hear from you on that as well. 248-539-9797. We got the ticket text at 97136. Uh, David, I- I'm assuming you're... Kind of along the lines with me, before we go to the phones here, NCAA did really the only thing that they could do at this point and just not allow fans, only essential people. And it's just going to be super awkward watching these
1: games. It's the only thing they could do. But what I feel bad for are the seniors that have, you know, four years, five years in their program, and this is their last chance to win it all or go for it big and, They will have no fans. They will be limited to probably, what, two family members, I believe. So that's tough Yeah, when you can't invite your entire family for your final chance at winning a a championship. That's going to be the tough part. Watching it, it's it's just going to be weird, really. On TV, watching it and seeing that there's like just a group of people behind each team's bench, that's going to be weird, not seeing a lot of fans in the stadium. And then when the... You know, the lower seed is is or the higher seed is winning or lower seed, whatever it is, the uh is winning and the crowd can't get behind yeah. them. That's going to be weird. Man. It's a huge
0: disadvantage. I, I think it was Dwayne Casey uh, was asked about it at a Pistons uh, media session. Again, the media were they were like six feet away from him just to be clear on that. You know, with the new rules and everything, which is crazy. But Dwayne Casey said uh, when asked if he would have to make adjustments if there's no fans there, he basically said, "Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll try not to cuss as much." Because those, those on-the-court mics are going to pick up everything. And that really is true. Then again, Pistons are used to, you know, playing without anyone there. See, but so, then you
1: have the moments of, you know, the the famous alumni. Like, you you just brought up uh, Dwayne Casey. You know, he went to Kentucky and stuff true. like that. Like, those type of guys that went to these universities cannot show up now and support their university. Mm-hmm. Can't support these kids that are going for a championship that part is going to be strange.
0: I also feel bad for us who are going to be at the sports book getting drunk and uh, betting on games. You know, I just don't know how much value there's going to be with those underdogs. It's going to be difficult finding those dogs, man. Ones that aren't, they don't need the atmosphere to win. Okay, that's one small joke. I'm sorry. Just okay, just settle down. Uh, let's talk to Matt. You're on 97 on the ticket. What's up, Matt?
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Appreciate the call. What's going on?
2: Well, I was just curious. I was talking to my niece and uh, another friend of mine today, and they brought something to my attention with the coronavirus because I had made a couple stops today, and everybody's talking about it. Yeah. And I think it's so unfortunate that we have to go through this. Uh, You think there's any merit in this potentially being because it's an election year? This scare, uh if you look back in the past, uh, the bird the swine flu, the bird flu virus, all these come around election time. Do you think there's any merit in that at all? No. I
0: look, I'm a conspiracy theory uh, you know, guy, but well, uh, I, I don't think this is something that's being uh purposely thrown out there.
2: Well I'm not saying I'm not saying conspiracy theory, but kinda I'm you just are wondering if all the hype to uh You know, throw the economy off because, quite frankly, right now, boy, we're in a mess right now with this scare, and people are—they're afraid. Uh, You know, I—I'm a basketball lover, and boy, even just to do this to the tournaments—yep, what a disappointment. Well, I think the media has a lot to to do with it. Do with what? I I hope for the best, but do with what? I say the—well, as far as putting out fear to people, you know, there's a lot of people scared. What fear? Just,
0: just, I, Matt, it, listen to medical professionals. I listened to a podcast, the Joe Rogan uh, podcast last night with an infectious disease expert, and he literally said this is not something that is just potentially going to kill older people. Like You need to pay attention to the right voices right. on this because this is actually more serious than even I thought a week ago.
2: Well, I, I, get, I get that it's serious, but I, I was talking to a nurse the other day and she says, Matt, this is a flu you know, we deal with the flu all the time. And unfortunately, the ones that is that it's affecting are people that are in poor health.
0: See, Matt, so, I think you need to do a little bit more research. Listen to a few more podcasts. Read a few more stories. Um, watch the news a little bit better. Because I, this, I was somebody who was very skeptical. Oh, my gosh. What is this? What is going on? People are panicking. This is insane. And it very clearly is a little bit more confusing uh, there are more questions, and I don't think anybody can unequivocally say, "Oh, pff, it's just the flu." I mean, what, what's what's the worst that can happen? We don't know the worst that can happen. You know, again, I, Woj and I like to have fun. We like to joke around. We like to, you know, be entertaining and all that. This isn't necessarily something, uh, you know, that 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 should be taken lightly. Unfortunately, it's it's reached the point where clearly there is enough information that. Trying to spread this and spreading it through just simply breathing has become a major problem. And now it's state to state. It's across the entire country. You're trying to limit how much it's going to spread before we're able to actually get all the information we need. But don't try and blame media for inciting fear. Okay? We're all learning as we go. We're all trying to read and listen and watch and absorb as much as we possibly can from an information standpoint. And based on the information that is now out there, yeah, it certainly seems like we need to kind of adjust our lives here at least for a few weeks, maybe a month. I don't think that's panicking. I don't think that's me as a somebody who's on the radio and talking to a lot of people. I don't think that's me being irresponsible. Read, listen, watch. See what's happening. Open your eyes. It's not good. It needs to be fixed. We do need to adjust a little bit here so that it doesn't get worse. You think the NCAA got it right? Are you somebody who's still a little bit skeptical uh, about, you know, oh my gosh, why are we reacting like this? I'd love to hear from you guys as well. 97 on the ticket. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one...